Tech Talk. Tech Talk with Jess Kelly. This is News Talk. Welcome to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Coming up over the next hour, we'll look at key trends in the implementation of AI in businesses here in Ireland. Plus, in just a few minutes' time, Derek Riley will join me to look at the latest and greatest from the world of EVs. As always, you can email the show techtalk at newstalk.com or you'll find me on Instagram at jesskellynt. Uh, later in the show, we're also going to take a quick look at... The comings and goings of the CEO of OpenAI, which is the company behind ChatGPT. Uh, it's been an interesting week that has had many people arching their eyebrows, trying to figure out what exactly is going on and why. Uh, so we will take a closer look at that in just a few minutes. Uh, but we're going to start this week with Derek Riley of Nevo.ie. And Derek, I came very close to muting you on Instagram because you have been swanning around the world looking at new EVs. I need to figure out, Jess, how many nights I am. I need to be in the country to pay tax. Would You wouldn't know that number, <laughs> would you? But uh, joking aside, yes, lots of lots of cars launching, uh, lots of different places. So usually when they're launching a brand, it's usually south of France or Spain, those neck of the woods that we're being brought to at this time of year, just to try and get some weather. That would be good, but uh, shorter days, et cetera, et cetera. And it's all work, Jess. It, it is uh, uh-huh. go, go, go. But um, I'm so I'm not annoying you as, as much as normal. But there's been lots to be chatted about since we've talked last. There's new small EVs. There's new large EVs. There's new EVs coming to the Irish market. Some I can talk about, some I can't. Commercial EVs and yeah, lots going on. So where would you like to start? Let's start with the small EVs because uh, one of the times uh, recently you were on the show, I made the point that I'm seeing fewer Teslas on the road and you were saying that that's probably just a figment of my imagination because they're still selling well. But I've noticed more and more uh, people, like friends of mine, for example, looking to go into the world of EVs, but they don't either have the money or the, the want for a Tesla. So are the number of options in terms of the smaller, more practical EVs for the day-to-day runarounds uh, increasing? Yeah, the number one selling electric car for last month in October was the MG4, uh, which would be a hatchback size, all electric, ground up EV, supercar, 50-50 weight distribution. And they're bringing out the hot hatch version of that in a couple of months. But the standard version and the long range version are available on the market. And there's a very nice eye-catching volcano orange version of that floating around the place um so yeah that would have come in underneath thirty thousand euros retail so uh, it, a tesla you get a tesla model 3 for around forty-one thousand pounds so it's significantly cheaper good range great tech good space four to five adults decent boot uh, and you can see why it was the number one selling car last year last month somebody yeah, I've definitely seen um, more and more of those kind of floating around the place. And you're also hearing a lot more talk about it because a few years ago, you know, our options were very limited. And I also think the 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 status symbol of an EV, I suppose it was more notable because there was extra cost involved or because there was a little bit more involved. But bit by bit, those prices are coming down. For sure. Uh, and we've got to preview the new Citroen EC3 a couple of weeks ago. We had the CEO of Citroen Global over in Dublin at Gowan headquarters there just outside in City West in Dublin. And that launched in France. Well, we haven't got the Irish prices yet, but it launched in France Germany, Italy, Spain, like top five markets um, at 23 
€3,300. So in France, you could rent that car, sorry, you could lease that car for €99 a month. I'm thinking we're probably going to get an Ireland around that 25, 26,000 euros. So again, these prices are starting to come down and down and that more mass market, like there's 80 different electric cars at the moment on Evo.ie. So there's 80 different types of cars, everything from the small all the way up to the large. And so that Citroen EC3, again, 320 kilometer range, fast charging, cruise control, like you're not getting something that's just four wheels and a box body stuck on top of it. This is like a proper car for very reasonable money, in my opinion, for an electric vehicle, because you're starting to get to that price parity where a petrol car is going to cost the same as an electric car. And there's no no brainer difference uh, in, in picking the electric then at that stage. There isn't that green premium like you talked about. Yeah, I kind of feel that since we started doing this lot, however many years ago, you know, when you'd come on and talk through an EV, I'd always ask that range anxiety question. I'd ask, you know, does it have any bells and whistles? And now it feels like we've gotten to a baseline standard where range anxiety is kind of gone and the bells and whistles are just built into the DNA of pretty much every car. And there's a new safety regulation coming out next year because of the European Union called GSR2, General Safety Regulation 2. So all new vehicles, not just electric, have to have a level of autonomy, lane keeping, driver tension monitoring, all of these stuff that it's not an extra anymore. You have to put that into the car. So the car manufacturers are saying, right, And with the Citroen one, it's interesting they've decided on a different battery chemistry that's cheaper to manufacture, cheaper to produce, because somebody buying that type of car doesn't need that high performance, high torque. Now, it will still have decent torque. So we've got the Citroen, we've got Volvo after releasing its cheapest ever car, the EX30. So similar size to the MG4 or Volkswagen Golf, little SUV, but it's their cheapest and going to be their fastest um, SUV or EV ever produced because it can go from zero to 100 kilometers an hour in three point odd seconds. Not that anybody mm-hmm. needs to get their kids to school that fast, don't get me wrong, but we're starting to see, you know what, if, if I want an electric Volvo, if I want a, a really good value Citroen, these small EVs are starting to filter down through. Uh, the launch of the BYD Dolphin is happening next week in Ireland, sub 30,000 euro electric car four to five adults, good range, good boot space. You know, we're going to see more and more of this because the upper end, and we're going to talk about that in a second, is starting to be saturated and mm. where the money is and where the the, uh, the popularity and the, where the numbers of car sales are going to be is the other end of the market now. Yeah, and I just wonder, because uh, I know that a lot of people go to Neva.ie looking for, as a starting place, if they are contemplating going for an EV, what questions should people be asking if they are contemplating going for one of these smaller EVs? You know, if it is the 2.4 children and the dog or, you know, maybe they have the odd trip to Mayo to make, but they're pretty much based in Dublin, Cork or Galway for the majority of the time. Like, what are the key considerations? Are there different questions they should have versus someone who is going for one of the Notions cars? No, not really. It's like the, the charging network is is not where it needs to be yet, but it's definitely getting there. We're seeing a lot more chargers being installed. We are seeing a lot more hubs being in for planning permission and getting that grid connection. And so what's your normal day to day? Like I get the amount of people that come to us on the website to say, I'm thinking about getting this car. Will that do me for this amount of range that I do on a daily basis? Like you're getting the two, three, four, five hundred range 
anymore. And as we talk about, it's from Dunleary to Belmullet, it's 318 kilometres. You can't get any further west than that. And so mm. you're not going to be doing that in one run. Back and over, you're going to be staying overnight. But there's also chargers all the way along the, the route. So whether it's on our comparison tool and people looking at what size boot do I need? OK, let's compare one model versus the other. If they want a bigger boot, how many isofix do I need? How many seats do I need? What's the typical range that I need? Not the once off. Because it's like buying a handbag versus a suitcase. You don't carry a suitcase around with you all the time because you go on holidays once a year. You carry a handbag or a backpack just for your need on a day-to-day -day basis. And you have this one suitcase for that one time of the year. So buying an EV, don't buy a huge battery just because you travel that once that or twice a year across the country. Let's be smart about it. And we have a journey planner on the site as well where you can see where these chargers are. So you can put in your destination and go, if I was to buy this car and I was going to wherever in the country, how many chargers are along that route? Where would I have to stop and charge? And for how long would I have to stop? So there are the types of considerations that we're seeing. But people looking for more seats was a big one there for a while. People looking for a six and seven seater EV because they've got a couple of kids or they might bring a lot of kids around the place, uh, neighbours, cousins, relations, whatever it may be. And a couple of weeks ago, I was in the south of France with Kia with their EV9, their largest, most expensive vehicle, not just EV. Um, and that has a six and seven seater configuration. And people are out the doors trying to get it now because they want electric, but they also want the size. It's not for everybody, don't get me wrong. And there is the anti-SUV brigade. But people want this. They want the six and seven seaters. So the availability is there. And that's after being launched in the country as well. Yeah, let's look at some of those other, the, the bigger EVs, because I think that is a good run through of some of the smaller ones that have just been launched. But what is coming on the horizon in terms of the bigger ones? So EV9 would be the biggest one. To, to, it's beaten, stolen a march on Volvo, which would have always been the larger SUV premium that families would have gone for when they were looking for multiple rows of seats, six and seven seaters. Um, their electric car isn't coming till next year. So what Kia after doing is after going, well, we'll get in there quick before somebody else does. So it's coming in around 77,500 euros for the standard version. And then the GT version is 85,500 euros. So it's not cheap, don't get me wrong, but there is very little out there in that size and that space. And people are spending that money on a combustion engine anyway. And so the six-seater version of that, the central seats swivel out to the door. It makes it easy to furlough in child seats, but also they swivel 180 so the middle row passengers can be talking to the rear row passengers as you're driving along. And you've got a fairly decent boot in it as well. So I'm driving that this week and I'm going to be doing a coast to coast to see what's the efficiency like because it's grand driving it in France for a couple of hours when I'm out on the press trip. But wanted to see what it was like down to Belmullet on a winter's day. Uh, and I think it's going to do well. I'm doing it that this, this weekend. Yeah, that's something that... Um last year was it last year or this year one of the years we did a really or you did a really good guide to what EV owners need to consider when driving in super cold conditions and I was looking on the Medairn website there it looks like we're in for a cold few days the, like the, the the conditions that you're driving in it does absolutely alter the performance you're going to get from your car doesn't yeah, it? Yeah so the outside temperature the ambient temperature is, is the bigger factor your speed is also going to be a huge factor how fast you're going so just taking it back a small bit uh, the weight that you're carrying and then how you heat the cabin inside so people can probably go back and listen to that podcast again but yeah there's a lot of the manufacturers now have on their website what the external temperature is what your range is going to be and you can slide that up and down depending on Thankfully, we don't get too cold in Ireland and a lot of these manufacturers are putting in what's called a heat pump into these EVs now moving forward so that it takes ambient temperature and takes ambient heat and doesn't have to use the battery to heat up the inside of the cabin as well. So it helps with your range efficiency. 
Yeah, that podcast is up on the News Talk app, powered by GoLoud. Um, what else is on your list of things to boast about? Yeah, new uh, large EVs. We had the Volkswagen ID7, which is kind of like a Passat saloon. So going away from the SUV, more back towards a traditional shaped car. And that's going to come in an estate version as well. Um, I was in the south of France with Peugeot with their 308 estate. But that ID7 will have a 700 kilometer range. And so again, that's over and back across the country without potentially having to stop. Um, luxury sedan, really nice uh, to drive. Um, and so large EVs, small EVs, and then we we won't forget the likes of the commercial EVs. I was recently driving the uh, Citroen e-Berlingo and the Fiat e-Doblo, small little electric vans. Again, a range of over 270 kilometers, perfect for driving around, delivering, or uh, if you're a maintenance person that has to get around the city, like this is the kind of vehicle that you need to be driving and thinking about. And there's other new ones coming in as well, like the Maxxis e-Deliver 7, which will be that kind of transit kind of shape. So lots happening in the world of EVs, new, commercial, big and small. But also then what we're hearing from dealers is people are starting to trade in their older EVs to get these new EVs. And so there's a great selection of used EVs on the market that people should be looking at considering for their primary vehicle or definitely their secondary vehicle. If you're a two car house and you haven't got a second car being an EV at least, like the second car isn't doing the big long runs. It's dropping the kids to school. It's bringing somebody to work that's nearby. An EV and a used EV might be the perfect vehicle for that. Just talk to me about that for a second now, because one of the concerns that comes in sometimes here on um, emails from people is that uh, people would be a little bit concerned about buying a secondhand EV. They'd wonder about the lifespan of a battery. Do you get a full diagnostics report? This is a stupid bitch question and I know that. But like, do you get a full diagnostics report on the status of a battery? And should you factor in the cost of replacing a battery when you buy a secondhand EV? Great question and not a stupid question at all. And what I always advise when people are reaching out to me, they're thinking about buying a used EV. Um, the first thing you need to ask the dealership is, can I get a, a battery report or a state of health report on that battery? And so very much like you're saying, Jess, that's kind of a diagnostic as to how good the battery is now versus when it came out of the factory factory on day one. So the EV might be two years old or four years old or six years old. And when it came out, you'd hope it was at 100%, but now it might be at 90%. So if it's a good dealership, it should be able to say, when you ask, I'm interested in that used EV, what if you can generate a battery report for me on that car? If they don't say yes, if they start hemming and hawing, walk away from that dealership, because if they're not able to provide a battery report for it, they don't know what they're talking about. That's the first thing you should be asking for. So once you get the battery report, you can say, OK, it would have had 350 kilometer range. It's now down 90 percent. So that gives me my math in my head, about 200, sorry, 320 kilometer range now moving forward. And so you go, OK, will 320 kilometer range do me? Go off and do a bit of research on Evo.ie or on my YouTube channel and see, OK, what's the range? What's the real world range on that? So real world range on that might be X or Y. OK, now that I know that the 90 percent of that what can I do with it? And as well as that, then you're going to get the likes of give me a service history report, all of that. So there's definitely tips and tricks. And what we're going to start to do on the YouTube channel is now look at the most popular used EVs in Ireland. And I'm going to start doing reviews on if you're thinking about buying a used whatever model it may be. These are the things you need to look out for, because some of them need to make sure that the software is up to date, the battery health report, et cetera, et cetera. Some dealerships out there will give you a car charger when you purchase a used EV as well. So make sure that you're shopping around and you're getting the best deal and the best EV for you, whether it be new or used. But having to replace a full battery, just to finish off your question, Jess, 
it rarely happens because the batteries are broken up into modules and cells. A lot of manufacturers now are able to re replace an individual cell or module now. A lot of them are still under warranty because it's still within the seven years or within the mileage limit. So asking all the questions about warranty, etc., will help you get that best used EV for you. And final point on this, is there a minimum battery capacity that you would be comfortable buying a second EV yourself? So, for example, if it's down to 75%, would you back away at that point or does it... If that 75% is the range that will work for me or my partner for what the role of that car or vehicle is going to be, like it's perfect. But because there's a lot of used EVs on the marketplace at the moment, you can go in and start haggling with the dealers as well now because they're looking at them out in the forecourt going, God, I've got XYZ number of used EVs in the market. I need to get rid of them so they can take in more used EVs for trade-ins. So don't be afraid to, there's good deals to be had out there. And if the percentage of battery suits you, there's no, like manufacturers usually go down to about 70%. They say below that, it's out of warranty or et cetera, et cetera. But a battery that is 50% of a 300 original battery, which is now only 150 kilometre range. But if my normal run around is 60 or 70 kilometres, perfect, mm. absolutely perfect. And that'll last years uh, because yeah. there is a ramp down like a laptop or a phone, but it will then start to plateau out and it won't deteriorate as much from very, very new. Okay. We might come back to this because I do think a lot of people have questions. If you do have questions, drop them into me now, techtalk at newstalk.com. Uh, we're up against the clock here, but you mentioned about some commercial um, EVs. What have we got? Yeah, the Eberlingo, E-Doblo, Maxxis E-Deliver 7, E-Deliver 5 is coming out. The Buzz Cargo electric van was announced recently for the new OnPost fleet. They're going to bring a number of them onto the market. So you're going to start to see these beautiful green OnPost electric buzzes going around the place. So lots of stuff happening. We're just after finishing the EV summit as well, uh, where it was a kind of a B2B event. Uh, and we had a lot of fleets coming into the RDS to ask them about, asking us about, well, I'm thinking about transitioning to electric. What's available? What's not available? And you've got the likes of Mercedes-Benz or Ford or again, Maxxis and all of the brands bringing out updated, up refreshed, bigger range, better batteries, better payload. Um, so again, an exciting space. I know we don't talk about it a lot in this show, Jess, but that mm. B2B, that business consumer, I'm sure is listening in as well or uh, tuning into the podcast. They are interested in going electric and they're being put on under pressure as well because they have to look at their CSR, their CO2 emissions. So it's more of a business case for them rather than just a, a choice that a consumer can make. Yeah, it is an interesting space, though, and you're seeing more and more, like obviously on post are doing quite a bit, which is great. But um, yeah, again, that's another one we'll come back to. We've got so many things to come back to. And um, before I let you go, you mentioned the RDS there and there's something exciting happening in, in a few months time in the RDS. Yeah, really excited to announce this week. And as I said, Jess, you might have a scoop on this before we get the news out ourselves. So we're delighted to announce that we're holding uh, Ireland's first electric vehicle show, the, the Nevo Electric Vehicle Show in partnership with Bank of Ireland. Save the date, the 17th of February, 2024 four in the RDS. We've over 25 brands, uh, manufacturers already confirmed. We even have some brands that are about to launch in Ireland that are going to launch on the day there. Now it is Valentine's weekend, but listen, it, have a romantic weekend in Dublin. Come on up, have a look at all the EVs that are in the marketplace. Touch and feel, talk to the experts. We're going to have test drives, we're going to have seminars. As you can tell, I'm getting a bit excited about it because mm -hmm. I think it's all about having them in one room or a couple of halls in the RDS to be able to go around and you'd be surprised once you start to see so many EVs in one place to realise that there's one for everybody, size, shape, range, what your needs are. So yeah, we're, we're excited to, to launch the uh, Nebo Electric Vehicle Show in partnership with Bank of Ireland on the 17th of February.
Well, that's my, my birthday is actually on Valentine's Day. So that's how I'll spend my birthday weekend is in the RDS snooping around cars that I can't drive because I still can't drive. But I will be there in support. Uh, so we will, of course, share details and have more uh, more of a rundown, I suppose, of what you can expect over the coming weeks and months. Uh, but for the moment, Derek Riley of Nevo.ie. Thanks so much for joining me here on Newstalk. Thanks, Jess.